and welcome to the 126th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. Terrific. So, Roger, this week we're pleased to welcome Peter Adderton to the podcast. Peter is the CEO of MobileX. Before that, he founded both Digital Turbine, Boost Mobile, and Amped Mobile. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. So, Peter, to get us started, tell our audience a little bit about MobileX. What is it and who is it for? Well, good couple of questions. So, you know, you got to go back and look at why I founded MobileX. You know, during the time of the Sprint T-Mobile merger was taking place, I was really concerned that there were going to be less brands and less consumer brands fighting for consumers in the prepaid space with the merger of these two giants. Because if you remember back in the day, Boost and Metro, sorry, Boost and, yeah, Metro PCS would slug it out against each other. Cricket, not so much, but definitely Boost and Metro. And when I started the Boost business, we would be in a ground for, you know, war with those guys. And and what we've seen since the merger is we actually have seen it become less and less competitive in the prepaid space. So it was almost driven by me to say, I can't allow the, you know, the, the prepaid consumers to not have a brand to fight for them. So that's what kind of got me the idea of, okay, let's go do something different. And what MobileX is, is very, very different. It's not your traditional MVNO. In fact, I'm not a big believer in the MVNO model today, considering where the carriers are going. You know, obviously they're growing at a slower rate. The, the niche segments that we used to go after as MVNOs are becoming more mainstream to them as they basically try to pick up everybody they possibly can. And so unless you're a big strategic, it's going to be very, very difficult. And I take Consumer Seller as an example, which basically sold recently, but you know they had about four or so million subscribers. I look at that and go, they started in 1996, and they're probably one of the largest. And then you look at what's happened with TrackPhone being purchased, et cetera. So it was really about trying to do something very, very different. And what MobileX is, is it's a unique platform that really tries to get to the original question that every consumer has every month is, what do I need? How much data do I need? How many voice and text messages do I need? I know I certainly don't need what I'm buying. I mean, everyone pretty much can, can guarantee that. So we use you know, AI machine learning to try to help the consumer understand what their needs are and then basically sell them what they need. So selling people, well, actually, what they need is is an interesting model, right? Because mobile service providers make their money on breakage. Either, you know, when you go over and you have to pay more, or if you go under and something is left over, right? And from what it sounds like, you're right-sizing the customer, like all the time or or once or can you walk us through how that works? Yeah, so we actually have three ways for you to be able to join us. We have the basic fake unlimited for those that want to donate money to us. We, we really appreciate that. We have the second way, which is the customization. So you can just set yourself a budget. You go into the app, you say, I want to spend $10. And then we do all the work and your bill is basically $10. We round up what data you need and what minutes of messaging. And then the third way, which is this live, why, you, why we learn, which is basically our ability to see what you use, get the prediction on what you're going to use. Most people are pretty predictable when it comes to their usage. And so that's the exciting part of, of what we're doing. And we're using AI, machine learning to basically go in. Now, to do what we need to do has taken a lot of work. And that's one of the reasons why we've been delayed is because I haven't been happy with the process and the, the end experience. I'm now very, very happy. As you know, we're planning to go commercial in the next two weeks. 
And it's really exciting about what we've been able to do. And, and that is that ability to be able to help you understand. I asked this question. I know, Roger, you probably do the same thing. And I have not got one person to tell me accurately their answer to answer this question. How much data do you use every month? No one answers the question. And then I ask them, how much money do you spend each month? And they give you a ballpark number, right? Because they don't know about the taxes and fees and all that kind of stuff. So you sit back and you go, the consumer's been hoodwinked into buying something they don't need and then basically not actually knowing exactly what they're paying. There's a classic example, as you mentioned, if you look at the cable companies, I think it's Charter or Spectrum, they sell for $14, like a one gig plan. And if you go over that one gig, it's another $14, right? And, and they're growing. It's just mind-boggling to me, you know, how they're growing at that rate when their pricing is so archaic and out of touch. just shows you that the consumers don't really understand what they're buying. And we want to fix that. Well, they also have a $50 plan that gives you unlimited voice and, and data and home internet for, for a year. Yeah, which is just crazy to me. I mean, it, it really is. I get the concept of, of, of bundling. The, the problem with the, the cable guys, and it's, not many people write about this, is that they don't really care about the MVNO business. They're trying to save another part of their business. So the modeling around, is the MVNO going to be profitable? Is it going to be successful? If it was just a pure MVNO that they were running, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing, the amount of money that they're spending behind that. But when you're basically trying to save your core business, and the MVNO is one part of that, it becomes less of a focus on profitability and around pricing. So that's why, you know, I don't see them growing as fast as everybody thinks they are in 23. I could be wrong, but they're going to run out of those old customers who basically just want simplicity in billing and are happy to be ripped off. They will run out of those customers. They eventually will run out of them. So I think that we'll see slowing. Uh, I might be the only one saying this, but I think we're going to see slowing in the cable growth for the MVNO business, not acceleration? Well, I think this year we probably will have less new to the category net ads as last year. And it's like, you know, the water is coming down on a very rocky and reefy ocean floor. And some companies will take on, will hit the shoals and take on water, right? And so with the economy, you know, we just ran some really cool analysis on the economy. There's a lot of concern about the economy. There's not yet a lot of action around it. But, uh, you know, if the economy is getting worse, you know, budget conscious customers will vote with their wallet and their feet. And they will, Roger. But I even say on the, the high-end customer, the ones that will be less impacted, you know, I can afford my electricity bill but I still run around turning off all my lights, right? But when it comes to mobile, it just seems that my kids and my family and everybody else, they just have unfettered access to whatever they want. And it doesn't even dawn on me to say, you know what, that shouldn't be the case. And it really should be given what they need, not what they want. And, and, and that's why I think there is a segment in the marketplace, of course, low income, that's going to be looking at their, their bill at a micro level. I think that that's that's where we play, and I think we've come in at the exact right time where the economy is. But I also think that there's a there's an older demographic that you know it shouldn't be donating that much money to the carriers because frankly they're not that good. So I think we really should be able to drive usage patterns for everybody to start looking at their bill and going, you know what, 
I don't need that much. Why am I buying unlimited data when I'm using like less than two gigs? And I think we're going to get people hopefully to wake up and start looking at it and going and hang on, I turn the lights off. I'm going to turn the data off. I don't need that much and I'm not going to pay for it anymore. Right. But I mean, I think one of the things I know when I went from a bucket plan to an unlimited plan, nobody uses unlimited data, right? Like everybody uses an an amount of data and what you're really paying for on those unlimited plans is peace of mind to some extent, right? Like you're not worrying about going over because it doesn't matter anymore. Does that mean, you know, this service ends up being more geared towards micro optimizers or, you know, how easy is this to manage for somebody such that you get the benefits of kind of optimization without having to think about it, right? Yeah, look, I think there's two generations that we're talking about. The, the, the younger generation doesn't have the fear of going over, right? They don't have that fear because they were never in the original days of the telco where you would basically, and it was more around minutes of messaging, right, where they give you minutes of messaging, 500, and you go over. So you've got this concept that sits inside your head, this like legacy concept that sits in your head, I just want to know. But I think consumers are smarter than that now, and I think that technology now allows us to be actually a lot smarter and be able to get the usage right. And I think that's where the AI machine learning for our platform helps the consumer under, understand that. But I, I always cite this example. I would love to sell people their gasoline that way, right, where I basically fill their car up for $100 each month, and if it sits in the garage, at the end of the month, I siphon all the fuel out and then charge them another $100 on the off chance that they're going to drive to Vegas. Right. So I, I sit back and go, at, at some point, the consumer can sit there, Don, and say, I just want simplicity. Well, hell, I can give you simplicity in everything. Just give me more money than I'll actually charge you and I'll look after you. Electricity, water, power, anything. It doesn't matter. But you don't do that when it comes to those other commodity and services. And that's the brainwashing that's gone in to consumers to say, I want simplicity. Well, you know what? We'll do the thinking for you through the AI machine learning. But you can save a lot of money, a lot of money for you and your family. As an example, I brought my bill down from three to $400 down to $80 for my family by setting budgets. You can save a lot of money by engaging the brain to say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be overcharged for something I don't use. And it never happens in anything. But mobile seems to get a pass. So how much grief did you get from the, your favorite ladies in your life when you put them on a budget? Actually, you know what? It, it, it's funny because in, a, in my generations, and I've got teenage daughters, they don't see 4G or 5G, right? They see everything as Wi-Fi. So when I'm driving along the road and there's no reception, they're like, Dad, I've got no Wi-Fi. And it's quite funny that their, their mindset doesn't break down to I'm now mo- mobile, I'm now on 4G or 5G, or I'm on ultra-wideband. They just see everything as Wi-Fi. And, and so they seek out Wi-Fi. And it was good for me because they basically, I sat back and said, there's your budget. That's what I'm paying. And anything else you want with MobileX, it's simple to add data. I mean, it's so simple. It takes three seconds to go in and add an extra gig or extra two gigs. They've become super smart. The other thing is that they've become smart about is they don't need the same amount of data every month. You know, when they're not at college, they're sitting at home and they're in Wi-Fi. And so they're not out being mobile as much. They don't need as much data. And that's the greatest thing about our platform is it's living and breathing every single day. And so it didn't take them that long to work it out. It's the older generation that seems to be slower at working out how to save money. The young kids are already on it. They already know how to get clothes that somebody else wore cheaper. I mean, they already got apps that are saving them money on multiple fronts, tickets across the board. 
they use technology. So the Mobile X platform was not a big giant leap for them. They got it straight away and like, okay, Dad, we got it. We're off and running. And now they're happy and if they want more data, well, they can pay for it themselves. <laughs> so when you take your dad and husband head off and you put your, your CEO head on again, so how do you make money if you just saved your, your family a tremendous amount? That's a good question because I still own an MBO, obviously, outside of the US in, in the Boost brand. And we make our money on overage, as you talked about, overage and a breakage. And, you know, I sit back and go, at some point, someone's going to do this. And we want to be the first ones to do it. But it's also about scale, that you need scale. And the, and the third one for me, which is the most important, is if we can show consumers that they can trust us. And by the way, I have full transparency. You will never get me on a gotcha moment on any interview ever. I am actually too transparent, especially when it comes to the MobileX platform. I tell you exactly what we're doing when we're doing it. That I think as scale comes on board, we can then get trust. And then with trust, we can offer other services. So we can start to help people understand other sides of their business, their, their, their expenses, sorry, that we can help them save money. But the key for us is transparency and trust. We get that, then I think our platform can do some pretty cool things. Yeah, it's I've, I've beta tested and I'm beta testing your, your platform. So thank you for that. I've been, you know, very impressed uh, about the progress that you've made. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it all, all launch and be able to, to, to talk about the, the launch product. When can we expect the launch? So we're, we're hoping um, the, uh, the 22nd of February is going to be the date that we go live uh, commercially. J just to give you a bit of a background, why it's taken us so long, we went beta in November. I called it Alpheta because it was kind of alpha and beta. And, and we basically needed to be out there to see how the machine learning, the onboarding, eSIM and all that stuff would work. And I quickly realized we had, a, we had a long way to go. So I do appreciate all the beta testers out there and their patience. They've been phenomenal. And I will look after them in the future because they really have helped to shape this business. We're now very comfortable with the technology uh, of what we've built and tested that we are able to go out there in the marketplace. And, and Roger, you, you know, I've spoken about this before. We have massive challenges, right? Because consumers are used to $25 unlimited, $30 unlimited, even though we all know they're not unlimited. So then to get to the go, well, hang on, I've got to think about this now. I'm like, yeah, I'm not asking you to think about it and not save you money. I'm asking you to think about it, let our platform help you do it, but in the end result for you is you're going to have more money to spend on more things other than donating to, to AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. And DISH? A and DISH. Have they, they launched yet? I'm not sure. Well, they, they, have, they have their Boost plan, right? And with Boost, what is it, Infinite? They're the largest MVNO out there. So are you going going more against the other MVNOs or are you going against the, the MNOs? We're going after both. Obviously, Boost is close to my heart. And I, and I feel for every Boost customer out there because I just don't think they're getting the experience that we originally expected the brand to deliver. Very different to the, the experience you have in Australia where you feel part of it, you want to wear the brand. So, you know, almost like I've become hopefully a, a, an island for the Boost customers to come across to MobileX and get the original reason why Boost was founded, the original reason, the consumer focus. You know, the problem with Boost is that they may put these plans out there and they don't tell anybody because they don't spend any money against it. 
And, and you and I both know that you need to let people know that you've got a good product and a good service. But when you're in the mode of collecting cash and putting plans out there, it's not lo- you're not going to be long for this world. You really have to stand for something. And the original Boost brand stood for something. Mobilex stands for something. And I think that that will win out, hopefully, at the end of the day for us. Terrific. Well, Peter, thank you very much for coming to the show. We're very excited about you launching in in a few weeks. I'm sure we'll talk about it after launch again. And, you know, thank you. Pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank you.